0: yeah Uh, it's showing that it's loading oh there we go now it's right it's right yeah i think we're ready i think we're ready and kind of live in the recording sense anyway so welcome to coffee eggs and inspiration it's a weekly show that goes out over youtube and as a podcast over all of the major channels and each week i get to sit with an inspiring person and listen to them tell their story and share it with all of you this week is no different i'm joined by zach cutler welcome zach Thank
1: you, Craig. Great to be here.
0: Joining us from the uh, sunny climes of Tel Aviv. I'm very jealous of the sunshine, though I'm in London and it's super warm and sunny here as well, which is nice. Uh, Zach is a PR and comms veteran, data enthusiast, serial entrepreneur, angel investor, and the co founder, CEO, and chairman of Propel, uh, which is a new type of uh, PR agency in the technology side of PR, uh, designed as the first uh, public relations management software system, like CRM, but PRM. Uh, so it's software to help uh, PR uh, professionals um, using advanced artificial intelligence, a fascinating uh, new area, so very keen to get into that. Zach himself is an accomplished individual. He's done stints in the White House. As an intern, he's consulted the uh, Israeli Ministry of Public Security, uh, been a contributor to entrepreneurship magazines and fora, communities, a serial entrepreneur, of course, himself. uh, Named in 2015 as one of the 100 most influential tech PR agency execs globally. One of the 20 entrepreneurs uh, starting, uh, shaking up New York City's tech scene. Uh, and and, and many in between, so a a really accomplished uh, individual who's deep in PR. Now, there'll be many people, Zach, who are watching this who kind of probably have heard of PR, but they don't really know what it is. Can you start by just explaining the basics? What is PR, and how does it differ to other words like marketing and advertising?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Craig. So PR, which stands for public relations, is what we call earned media. So you have the three areas of marketing are uh, paid media, which is advertising, owned media, which is blogging, social media, anything uh, that you create as a company or individual. Uh, it could be a, a newsletter, an ebook. All of that is owned media. And then there's earned media, which we call PR, which is essentially uh, getting your story covered in a third party publication or with a third-party influencer and earning that coverage essentially convincing them that your story is interesting and that they should cover it rather than paying them for an ad
0: amazing that's the that's the best explanation I've ever had and that certainly puts things into uh, clarity myself as well for myself and and tell me what led you into PR it's not uh it, it's not a regular route that you've you've taken you sort of came from a government and, and publication background. What led you into PR?
1: So I always loved storytelling and creating uh, an interesting narrative. Um, I remember from the time I was in high school, um, I was involved with student government and putting on events, um, fundraisers, um, for the school and I remember I loved, uh, my favorite thing about planning these events and and fundraisers was the marketing aspect. So kind of getting the word out, uh, you know, telling the story, making it an interesting narrative. And I remember that um, that kind of carried into college and one summer I was looking for summer internships and um, I was looking at marketing agencies and I ended up getting an internship at BWR, which is, a Pretty well-known PR firm in L.A., uh, and it was just a, a great experience. I remember I, I did great work there, and um, I just thought, wow, this is, uh, this is interesting. And, um, and then soon after I graduated college, I, I went into PR, started my own PR agency, and kind of went from there.
0: Uh, and, and, it, and the landscape has changed tremendously, hasn't it, over the time that you've, you've been in there? Um, become increasingly digital. We're in a world of um, uh, influencer uh, influencers, you know, whether they're fashion influencers or other influencers. Tell us how you've observed change play out in your industry and how it's affected the industry.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So it has changed dramatically. Um, so when I first uh, went into PR, you know, the emphasis was really media relations and events, I would say, and I was mostly on the media relations side. I, From the time I went into PR, I just loved, you know, working with a client, uh, making their story very compelling, and then getting them, you know, hits in big publications, uh, national Outlets, and I just loved that, and that was what I based my agency on at the beginning. And then, as as the last decade went on, it became uh, very social oriented. So, um, you know, integrating your your media relations with pitching influencers on social media, with creating good content on social media, etc. And now, if you're starting a PR agency you would really have to have uh, sort of the digital component. Like media relations, I would say, is still the core of, of most PR agencies. It's, it's probably about half of what they do. But the other half is really the digital and, and, uh, and sort of the newer things that have come up in the last decade.
0: And, of course, with um, marketing technology and advertising technology, you know, the ability to measure results, Uh, rather than sort of swing and hope has changed dramatically? How have you seen that affect PR? I
1: love that question because, you know, when I was growing my agency, uh, we started in 2009 and then uh, we grew to about 10 people by 2013, I want to say. And then we grew to about 15 people. And what started to happen was, I was seeing all this innovation going on uh in all these other industries and i was looking at my own industry and saying how can we make this more data driven how can we make this more scientific and the great thing about you know earned media is that it's always going to be a creative area because like how you tell the story and um sort of the emotion behind that is and the relationships uh which are critical is, is kind of the backbone. However, I was saying to myself, how can we take this creative discipline and make it smarter, make it more data-driven and optimized uh, just like every other area in marketing was becoming? Um, and so that was actually you know the driving inspiration behind Propel was how do I make my own PR agency really smart, data-driven, Um, and optimized with technology. And I was looking at the industry and the market and there were no tools that did that. So um, I started Propel because of that. And it started really as an internal project in my agency. And then I realized, okay, gonna sell my agency, focus on Propel full time. And uh, I did that about two and a half years ago.
0: This was uh, Cutler PR at the time, which is an agency you built uh, and ran for I think nine years. Sold it to Kite Hill in 2018. Propel, uh, thank you, uh, came out the back of that. And uh, you know, tell us about that business and and what the what PRM what is PRM and and how do you apply machines and technology to something that should be kind of face to face and personal and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, that's that's the million dollar question, Craig. So I would say that the the, the, the line that I like to use is um, when storytelling meets numbers is where the magic happens. because with just data, you know without a great story and without that human element, PR you know and earned media wouldn't wouldn't uh, be impactful. However, without data, um, you know you can focus in on the wrong area. you can sort of not understand, okay, what's really working, which campaigns are performing which journalists are engaging? Where should I focus my efforts? And all these little improvements that you can make with the data can add up to a huge difference over time. And so so PRM is public relations management. And if you think about it as a CRM for PR, um, that's really the core of the system. So it allows uh, PR professionals, communications professionals to Uh, manage all of their campaigns, all of their earned media campaigns, to manage all their relationships with journalists and media outlets, um, to optimize their workflow so that they're pitching uh, faster, but they're still pitching uh, with the same personalization, um, and to give them deep analytics into what's working, um, where to focus their efforts, uh, where they can iterate and improve. And uh, so that's how we started. Uh, and we launched the PRM uh, a bit over a year ago. And then we uh, added on a Gmail integration and an Outlook integration. So we became the first PR software with full Gmail and Outlook integrations so that the um, you know the PR professional can actually pitch from their own inbox, um, which is what they like. Whereas all the other PR software, they make you go into their web app and pitch through there, but the PR user doesn't like that experience. So what happens is they end up not using the the tool to pitch. And then if you don't use the tool to pitch, then you're not capturing all this data. And so we said, no, no, let's bring the pitching experience into Gmail and Outlook. So the user will actually use our tool to pitch And then we capture all this data and then we analyze it for the user and show them, okay, these 10 journalists have the highest open rate uh, with you. These five journalists have a very high response rate with your colleague, Tom. Therefore, next time you want to pitch them, Tom should be the one to pitch them. Um, You know, this outlet uh, has a very high response rate for pitches related to Bitcoin. Um, This outlet has a low open rate for pitches related to uh, sharing economy, and so we're just essentially giving these insights to the user and saying, "Okay, now you know you have all the information to make the most optimized uh, decisions in your work in your workday."
0: Amazing, and uh, I, I read with interest a recent survey you did. You've done some surveys and how pitch rates and success rates have changed, if at all, during COVID. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Some really interesting numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was quite fascinating. We uh, analyzed uh, tens of thousands of pitches sent um, this year, both pre-COVID and during COVID. And what we found was fascinating. Um, So the pitching activity, uh, meaning the number of pitches sent by PR professionals actually increased during the uh, peak of the pandemic in March and April. Um, And And then what was super fascinating was that the journalist engagement actually increased as well. So typically, you know, if the number of pitches went up, we would expect that the number of opens and responses by the journalists would go down because they're just getting more pitches. They can't handle more pitches and you know, there's only so much time in the day. So the open and response rate should go down. However, we saw the opposite. We saw the open and response rate go up, even though there were more pitches. And it was, to me, a very encouraging sign because it said to me one thing, which was, you know, global pandemic, huge health crisis, economic crisis, you know, can't weather the PR and journalism industry. Like, we're just uh, extremely resilient and we're gonna work, we're gonna continue to work and even work harder um than pre-pandemic and that was sort of the big takeaway from you know that analysis
0: right yeah interesting almost counter cyclical or um mildly at least uh, i yeah. guess i guess media agencies you know get a little bit of fatigue covering covid or here's another story about covid and it's sort of all very samey so anything talkable and, and newsworthy outside that is probably relatively attractive at, at least that's that's my sort of hypothesis uh, i'm I'm more or less in the paid media game you know at at Google uh, we have a big uh, paid media business uh, as well as uh, organic um, you know uh, search and uh, and youtube and and so on. What do you see as the big differences between paid media and earned media?
1: yeah, so uh, the way I like to think about it is um, if you if you look at earned media as like the air cover that gives you the credibility um, to and comfort to the end user, saying okay, you know Forbes or New York Times or BBC has covered this company, they've said good things. I can feel comfortable, you know, with a purchase. And I look at paid media as more like the ground forces going in and actually um, bringing in the bulk of the, uh, you know, the leads, uh, and the conversion. So it, you know, without the paid media, um, the earned media might not generate the amount of leads that you need as a company. Um, however, without the earned media, you know, you can do as many ads as you want, but if, if you don't have that air cover of that third party credibility, then, people might still hesitate to, you know, make the final purchase and, and go forward.
0: So complementary and sort of natural bed partners in that sense. Yeah.
1: That's, That's how I view it, yeah. there's
0: <laughs> hope for us both. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, let's talk about entrepreneurship. You're, of course, a serial entrepreneur yourself. Uh, you contribute in a number of uh, entrepreneurship communities and fora. Uh, you write at, eloquently about turning lemons into lemonade, uh, and that's a message that resonates now more than ever. What in your life has formed the way that you think about business and uh, you know, taking adversity and turning it into opportunity?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, I would say by nature I'm a very optimistic person, and um, I think that challenges – um, kind of force us to grow and to uh, turn, you know, adversity into opportunity. And, uh, you know, I've dealt with uh, a physical challenge, physical disability since I was young, um, that causes uh, some weakness in my legs and hands. And, you know, what it, what that's done is it's, it's caused me from a very young age to uh, think of solutions. So I function well, however, sometimes I might have to adapt and do something a little bit different, like tie my shoelace in a different way um, because I don't have full full hand strength. So um, from a really young age, I've been sort of looking at, you know, interesting and innovative ways to do things and just kind of looking from a different perspective. And I think that's really um, formed, you know, the basis of my entrepreneurial style, because when it comes to my entrepreneurial style, I love, uh, tackling a problem and doing it from a new lens, doing it from a different point of view and saying, okay, you know, we've got this very, you know, interesting, exciting, important industry called PR. Um, however, how can we make it better? How can we shake things up and do things differently? And, um, and that's why I sold my agency and started a software tool to you know, move the industry forward. So I'm always thinking of, okay, you know, what's the situation today? How can we uh, kind of look at it differently, shake it up and turn a challenge into an opportunity? And one thing I wanna add to that is we just did a very interesting study, um, data study, that you know, it turns out that 50% of PR people think that Tuesday is the best day to pitch journalists. And this was a study done by one of our competitors, uh, Muckrack. And it was funny because me, as well as all of my employees at my agency, always said that, you know, Tuesday is the best day to pitch. Well, we uh, analyzed over 10,000 pitches uh, sent by real PR professionals this year. And we actually found something very funny, which is that pitches have the lowest response rate. And Friday, which always was the the worst day to pitch, uh, according to everyone, actually has the highest response rate. And it just, it made me smile because it was like, it was a perfect example of crowd mentality. Like, at one point, I'm sure Tuesday pitches were the most effective. And then everyone started saying that and everyone started pitching on Tuesday. So it led to an overrepresentation of Tuesday pitches. Which led to an underrepresentation of opens and responses by our journalists. And it was just like a perfect example of following the herd. And I, you know, I love doing the opposite. I love saying, uh, you know, screw Tuesday. Let's pitch on Friday. And and it turns out that Friday is is the best. So it's just, yeah, it's interesting and and I I just like looking at the world that way, you know, trying to look from a different lens and uh, you know, turn lemons into lemonade.
0: The, uh, the, the jeopardy of orthodoxy, I suppose, is the, uh, is the lesson from that. Let's, yeah. uh, let's end on um, some general advice. You know, a lot of people watching this will be founders uh, having a hard time maybe raising money, businesses fighting for survival, young people coming out of uh, college or university or school, um, you know, uh, entering the challenge of, of, of finding work. Uh, with all of your experience in entrepreneurship and PR, what advice would you have for people who are navigating business and, and their personal lives in these times?
1: Yeah, I love that question. I would say, for me, my advice would boil down to two things. Um, one is persistence. Uh, I mean, I believe that that really makes or breaks uh, success, is whether you're really... Uh, willing to weather the storm and uh, and if you are willing then you know you will see the fruits Um, uh, and and the second thing is to really incorporate feedback and try to get honest um, just true feedback from whether you're interviewing get it from the people that that have interviewed you whether you're starting a company get it from potential users uh, whether you're uh, already a few years into a company, get it from your current customers um, to really collect that feedback, and to collect it in a way where you can you can have it in one central place, and you can analyze it, and you can make um, insights from that data. Because I think the the one thing that you know. That people, um, I know some people, you know, that started businesses that persisted, 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 but like a couple of them didn't have the right product. And if and that's why I think gathering the feedback and sort of making sure you're checking yourself and checking, okay, is this really what customers need? Is it what they're willing to pay for? And And to always be updating and kind of pushing your product forward based on that, Real feedback, and I think when you when you do that, and you combine it with the persistence um, and the willingness to just uh, to weather those storms, I think that's when the magic really happens.
0: Oh, well, that's that's great advice for anyone, personally as well as in business. Uh, Zach, cover you're a, an inspiration. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thanks so much, Craig. This was really fun. I appreciate it.